You're listening to El Podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Emeline Ramos. Now talk to me about the Food and Wine Festival at uh, Epcot. Well, you know I love to eat, right? Yes. So I decided to go to Epcot with some of my friends from work to see what this was all about, right? Because I like to eat and I like to drink wine. I mean, I like that too, but I don't like having to go to Epcot and deal with crowds. I know. Well, not only do you have to deal with crowds, but you have to pay to get into Epcot to then pay to eat and drink wine. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So the the price of entry doesn't include the food inside? Oh, no, 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 no. That's extra. So you're just paying for the privilege to pay more inside? Right. Ah, no, 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 no. So how much was it to get in? So the tickets are like $120 for adults. $120 so that you can then pay overpay for the food inside. Yeah, you're All overpaying right. because it's just little sample sizes. No. So you get like Costco sizes? No, they're a step above Costco sizes. So you get like two little samples instead of one. Depending on what you're ordering, it could be either two to three of Costco. So imaginate. You know, like my pasta dish was a good serving. I had some rigatoni in Italy, which was a nice serving. But I had some tuna in Hawaii that was like teeny tiny. Oh, I see. So the whole Epcot experience is like as if you were going around the world, but you're really just going around the park. Right. I'm going around the park. I'm going around the little lake that Epcot is built on. Right. And apparently there's like France and Italy and Germany right. and so Canada. You can't, you can't complain because then they'll be like, oh, you think this is expensive? Try actually going to Japan. Right, right. So I, you know, I don't complain. I just eat and I'm merry. It's fine. It's good. You're married. Merry, like happy. I'm oh, God. Eating, happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, I mean, you're happy no matter what you're eating. You could be home eating leftovers and you're happy. Correct. But be prepared to spend money. A minimum, probably like $100 on extra food that you're going to be... Wait a minute, wait a minute, stop. So now you're over $200 just to eat? You, you understand that you paid like $200 plus for lunch. That's why I didn't eat anything the whole day before going. I wouldn't eat the day after or the day before. But what, what happened was, so I didn't eat breakfast and I showed up there for like lunch, starving, completely famished. So of course... You overeat. You uh-huh. like indulge, indulge, and start drinking and eating. You should. And you, yeah, you an hour and a half in, I'm like, no puedo caminar, me duele el estómago, I'm about to throw up. Like, I ate way too much, too you're fast. Like, you're like, can I get a Tums? That'll be $50. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, word to the wise, take your time, go early, walk it off. That's the good thing, though, that if you want, you can take a break and just walk around the park and walk off the food and drink yeah. that you just ate. Yeah, you paid 120 dollars for the privilege to walk around the last thing i would want is for somebody to be like excuse me sir you can't walk unless you're buying food i'd be like listen let me show you the receipt for the 120 dollars i paid to walk but um it was good i mean I, I tried different wines different beers i had a pork sandwich in, in hawaii i had one of those little bun things in japan see i could never go to something like that because i would just be thinking about how much i paid and it would affect the taste of the food right so that pork slider in hawaii like i I don't care how good it was i'd be like wait this pork slider cost me 20 dollars on top of the 120 dollars that i paid to be able to pay for the pork slider and no no me cae bien so i'd be walking around not because i overate but because toda esa comida me va a caer mal But, you know, you got to do it at least once. I wanted to try the Food and Wine Festival. You know, I've been here for two and a half years. I haven't been. Everybody, like, raves about it. So I wanted to enjoy it and try it. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it because now we're not going to be able to go out to eat for the next six months, right? Boy. 
Hey, did you hear that the home of the late Univision billionaire, A. Gerald Perencio in L.A., he has a home in L.A., Bel Air, went on the market with a listing price of $350 million. Now, it's since been reduced to $245 million. I guess it's I guess that means it's on sale, making it the most expensive home for sale in the U.S. Okay, so tell me what does this have? Am I getting a bowling alley, a movie theater, a gym? Hold on, a bowling alley, a movie theater, a gym. No, yeah. no, that's like that's an apartment complex. You can get that right now. We we had that already. We moved from that apartment complex, and it had well, it didn't have a bowling alley, but it had a bowling alley five minutes away. Okay. No, I want my own in my own house where I don't have to leave the building. I you can just go it, in my pajamas. You want it like right next to the bathroom. Right, right. Am I gonna have that? Yeah, for $245 million, let me tell you something. If I buy a house for $245 million, it better come with people inside. Like, I better own the house and the people. Because you're going to need help to maintain that house. Right. $245 million, you know you're getting, not, you're getting a whole estate. Well, I want someone to cook for me and cut the lawn because you're not going to use your push mower to cut that lawn. I'm not doing any work at all i mean if i see a branch that i want to cut i'll be like uh, let me get my gardener who came with the house uh-huh but that's extra expensive that's why i don't want to like buy an expensive house because then you have to pay for all these extra services no for people to maintain the house for you no i'm saying it comes with the house you know like a like a dishwasher a garbage disposal a gardener you know like <laughs> a it chef? All, yeah chef you know it comes with the kitchen I'm sure in a in a mansion worth $245 million, that's going to be an amazing kitchen that comes with a chef. What are we going to do in, in a kitchen, in a house worth $245 million? Use the microwave? Probably. That's what we would do. No, that's what I'm saying. A house like that, the chef will probably be some Italian dude and be like, no, no, leave it to me. I will cook anything. Don't, don't cook in the microwave. It, 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 is, hurting my, it is hurting my heart and my corazón. <laughs> I wouldn't leave the kitchen. I'd stay in the kitchen all day. <laughs> let me tell you what you're getting for $245 million. But let me tell you, I want like some cars, a helicopter. Is that included? Why would cars be included in a house? That makes absolutely no sense. That You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's something that you would bring to the house. A helicopter. What are you talking about? Now, you, you never know. It's a Bel Air. You never know. That's true. No, but it does not come with a car. You have to bring one. You have okay. to actually drive. You have to come up to the house in one. Or a helicopter, okay? But here's what you get. You get 25,000 square feet. Let me tell you you how ignorant I am when it comes to square footage. I think the house that we are in right now is roughly like 1,500 square feet. Yeah. But I mean, 1,500, 1,600 square feet is pretty big. We saw some houses that were 2,000 square feet. Remember that? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, how are we going to fill this space? That's a lot. 2,000 square feet. Remember that one house we saw was 2,300 square feet. I know, because then you start thinking about, like, I need more furniture to fill up this space, and I need furniture to fill up this room. Well, you know what? Maybe that ha- maybe that $245 million mansion hopefully comes fully furnished, because if it does not come fully furnished, you might as well rent it out as a haunted house, because it's going to be empty. You just rent out all the rooms. Like, you make it a big Airbnb. Oh, Airbnb. That'd oh. be cool. How many rooms do you think this house has? 20. 20. What if it only had, like, three rooms? Uh-uh. No. Then the rooms would be, like, like an auditorium hall. That big of a house cannot just have three bedrooms. I need double digits. Tell yeah. me it has double-digit bedrooms. Yeah, but if you have 25 bedrooms, 
24 of them are going to be empty. Wouldn't you want like instead to have three massive rooms, like a massive master bedroom, a massive guest bedroom and like a massive storage room. No, 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 no. I would want all those little rooms. Well, not little because I'm assuming these rooms are a decent size. But I would want, would want all those rooms with like bathrooms so that then we could just invite all of our primos to come over and hang out and have like a big slumber party and everybody have like their own room. That's the problem. We got 25 rooms in this house. And we I got, got lots invite, of primos. I got to invite 25 people like that? Yeah. I'm charging rent. <laughs> Airbnb it. So let me tell you what else it has. It has a ballroom. Okay. okay. It better come with like a big band orchestra. Don't sell me no ballroom in a house. Que no venga con orquesta. It better have a room for a gran combo. Uh-huh. Right? On one end. Y grupo mania on the other. That's how big this ballroom better be. Don't sell me no little rinky-dink little ballroom. If I'm paying $245 million, not only do I want a gran combo y grupo mania to perform, I want them to stay. Okay, just stay for the weekend. We got 25 rooms, stay. Well, we can host weddings there. We could like rent it out and like have weddings and make income that way. Why would we host weddings when we're not married ourselves? I don't know. How hypocritical would that be? (laughs) We could get married there. No, wait, what? We could get married there. I'm not paying no $245 million to get married. Let me tell you what else it has. It has a wine cellar. Does it come with wine? It better come with wine. Not only that, it better come with the most expensive wine in the world. Wines from like Italy and France. Literally from like the year 1878. Okay. It also has uh, gardens. Okay. Okay. Which means nothing to me because, okay, great. Thank you. I don't garden, so. I'm not going to keep it. I mean, if it came with a gardener, I would probably get along with a gardener, uh, but I could care less. A tennis court. Oh, okay. Alexi would appreciate that. That's what rich people do. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do they play tennis? You know. Right. I like, I just like the way they look. You know, the tennis courts, they look nice. Especially if it's like a grass court. And it has a covered parking lot for 40 cars. You have to have big parties there. You have to. You know why? Because it has a pool. How big is the pool? 75 feet long. Wow. Pool party every day. I'm charging. If you have a covered parking for 40 cars, like I'm charging parking. I'll have a, I'll have my own attendant. They'll be like, pero espérate, esta es la casa de Eli. Nos invitaron a, a un party. No, no, sir. Uh, Ellie's charging $20 a parking. You know? <laughs> but let me tell you something about this house, okay? The house has its own website. Wow. Okay? And you can't just like go into that website and check it out. It's like by login only. And in case you're wondering, by the way, the house is called the Shartwell. Shartwell. C-H-A-R-T-W-E-L-L. The Shartwell Mansion in Bel Air. Yeah, I hear that. And I like I see this like pulling up and like a line of like our staff waiting to like greet us you know i'm you know what you're right i'm assuming that it is that it's fully like staffed with yeah. like a butler uh, a chef yeah. a gardener you're right it should have everybody not only that they better live there i'm not living in a place that big with just you you know what i mean like i, I would just hear things I, it'd be too spooky you know it'd be, you know that place is haunted right it's got to be haunted right because ghosts they like mansions too ghosts you ever notice ghosts don't haunt like the ghetto? You know what I mean? They don't go to like cramped studio apartments. You know what I mean? Like a ghost, lo, lo fantasma le gusta like the mansions. Uh, like, that's like that's where they like to hide. Where it can roam, where it has space to like roam around and right. like you know, right? Hide. You never. Oh my God! I was in the projects the other day, and this ghost came out. No, it's always like <laughs> in the I, projects. <laughs> right. I was in this house. How big was the house? Oh, this is mansion. Of course. 
Ghosts ain't dumb. They're like, listen, if I'm going to haunt anybody, I want to chill in this mansion. <laughs> so I, I better have my staff live with me because I'm, I'm going to be like, listen, you all stay here. Okay. I need you to occupy space. So what about a cheap? Let's look for a cheaper house. Yeah. So like how, a cheaper, like like $240 million? Well, okay. So instead of the most expensive home, why don't we look at the cheapest house that we could find? Okay. Okay. So what's the cheapest house on the market today? Well, I'm looking at a house for $2,999. $2,999. That's two iPhone XS Maxes You're right, right. So what can you get for two iPhone XS Max? Well, we'd be living in Irwin, Pennsylvania. Irwin, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I don't even know where that's at. Eso tiene que ser el campo de Pennsylvania. I'm sure. But it's pretty big. It's 1,600 square feet. Okay, so 1,600 square feet. So it's similar to where we live right now. It has three bedrooms. That's what we have right now. But only one bath. Ooh, so we can't have anybody over. Right. As a matter of fact, that wouldn't even work for us because... I use one bathroom and you use the other. I know. We live in separate bathrooms. That's how we get along so well. Yeah. So. I go to mine and you go to yours and then we meet in the middle in the <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> um, it was built in 1950. So it's not that old. So the chances of it being haunted are not that high. Mm. If you tell me things like 1920. Yeah. Like this mansion was like built in like in the 30s. That's definitely haunted. Yeah. Yeah. But this place in the 50s, people were nice in the 50s. You right. Know. I think we're good. And then it sits on 0.3 acres of land. That's perfect. Nothing to maintain. 0.3 acres, that's like how much the house needs to sit on, right? Because the house probably occupies, right? Like the structure of the house probably occupies like 0.2. So the other 0.3 is for like the mailbox. Right. And it has paved roads. So we're good. We can drive to it. We don't have to like walk. Or take like a horse and buggy. Right. Because <laughs> it probably sits on Amish like land. It looks really like, a sh it looks like a little shack. Right, it so looks kind of scary. All right, so let me take a look at it. Uh, I am looking at this house right now. Uh, 1,600 square feet. Yep. In Irwin, Pennsylvania. And it looks like a murder took place in there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. First of all, it's got like um, some kind of wicker furniture on the outside that looks like it's like where the body was found. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks absolutely atrocious. But it's a two-story home. Yeah. Really, really, really scary. And you know it's negotiable. So you can, you know, you can work that down to like maybe 2500 2000 right. I just made up those numbers. But why not? You imagine buying a house for $2,000? And that's it. You don't have to worry about mortgage. You don't have to worry about anything. Well, your taxes, but the that's tax, it. Taxes are that's probably it. like nineteen ninety-five. Right. Notice how in the listing, they don't show you the inside. Now, you know it's bad when you look at a house listing. And the first one is from the outside, right? So you see the outside and you're like, oh my God, that looks really creepy. And it's a day shot. Could you imagine at night? They're not going to take that picture. They probably tried and went, mm, let's not <laughs> post that. And then the next picture is of the maps where it sits on like a GPS map. Right. Not good. Not good because... Nowhere around it is their uh, civilization. Oh. So tied in the middle of nowhere. So when you get murdered, it's going to take a long time to get help. For people to find you. Right. Then the next shot is the same GPS shot, but with like from like a satellite image. So now you see greenery. And you see how far the nearest house is to you. Right. And you're like, oh my God. Okay, that's good. I guess in terms of privacy, really bad in case I ever need help. <laughs> and then the next picture is higher up. Like how you would see it from a plane or if you were like skydiving. Again, none of that interests me because you're like, 
what does it look like inside? And you know, the realtor looked inside and went, I'm not taking that picture because <laughs> nobody will ever buy this house if they see what it looks like inside. It needs to be like completely renovated on the inside. If it has, if it looks ugly on the outside, I need it to look pretty on the inside. I would never walk into that house. If I ever bought that house for like $2,000, I'm going in there with a demolition crew. And That's going to be the first time. And has my outfit. That's it. I'm going to be like, listen, I'm about to open this door, okay? And as soon as I open it, I don't want anybody to look around. I just want you to tear it down, okay? Because right. my woman here, she wants a bowling alley, okay? <laughs> That's what she said. She said, I want a bowling alley that I can just go to in my pajamas. I don't care how you get it done. I got the money because all I did was pay $2,000 for this house. So I need you to start with the bowling alley. Then... Add me a second bathroom because we ain't gonna get along if we've gotta share one bathroom. Thank you. Come check out Ellie Castro's one-man comedy show, Law and Disorder, playing Thanksgiving weekend in White Plains, New York, Friday, November 23rd, and Saturday, November 24th at 7:30. Law and Disorder. It's better than any legal show on TV. And it's for the whole family. For tickets, go to elliecastro.com. Since you were talking about the uh, food and Wine Festival at Epcot, I ran across this article called 14 Puerto Rican Foods You Have to Try. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I want to see how many I've tried. Number one, mofongo. Of course. What it is, it's fried green plantains that are smashed and mixed with a variety of ingredients such as onions, garlic, and pork. If you like mashed potatoes and plantains, you'll love mofongo. Perfect. I love mofongo. Mofongo's good. Mofongo's good. But mofongo... De pesa, like mofongo's heavy. Yes. You they, can't eat a mofongo and like go run a 5K. No, no, eso se llena. And that's probably going to be the only meal of your day. Pero a mí me gusta con relleno de camarones. Yeah, see, that's that's what they don't explain. You have to have mofongo with something. Right. You can't just have mofongo. That's like eating white rice. You need like mofongo de camarones or mofongo de penil or, mof or mofongo de pollo. What else? Number two, trifongo. What it is. Mofongo only made with sweet plantains instead of green ones to give it a slightly sweeter flavor. That I love. I love trifongo. Yeah, you've had that before. I don't usually get it, but I think I've tried it. Trifongo just sounds like exotic. You know what I mean? Like there's mofongo for the common folk and trifongo for the owners of uh, you know, a mansion worth $245 million. Where we have our own chef to make this food because I'm not making mofongo. Because I'm telling you, I'll make that Italian chef learn how to make trifongo. Be like, oh, let me tell, let me tell learn it. Uh, is it like a spaghetti de meatball? <laughs> I'll be like, no, no, it's not like spaghetti meatball. I would learn the trifongo. Number three, tostones. Tostones, yes. Who hasn't tried tostones? What it is, green plantains twice fried and flattened. See, a lot of people don't know that about the twice fried. Yes. They fry them one time and then they go, ¿Qué pasó? So you fry, you cut it, you fry it, you take it out, you smash it, then you put it back in and fry it again. Great for dipping into rice and beans or eating all on their own. Yes, with mayo, mayo ketchup. ketchup. Absolutely. You got mayo ketchup and tostone is uh, amazing. But if, again, I'm going to want tostones with like a meat. So I want it with camarones or with some lechon or algo así. Like I want it with a meat. I know, but that's like the great appetizer though. You know yes. what I'm saying? That's how I see it. Yes. Or you're right. Or as a side dish while you're eating, you know, arroz con carne, etc. Right. Number four, arroz con gandule. What it is, rice and peas cooked with pork and sofrito. The perfect base for all kinds of toppings from pork to seafood. Now, you know all about arroz con gandule because you just made arroz con gandule. I just made some arroz con gandule today and it was delicious. And I'm so proud of myself because I didn't cook. Two years ago, I wasn't cooking. 
And now I'm making a rocongandule. Question, did you call your mom during the cooking process to get her advice or knowledge? This time I did not. Wow. Only because my mom was is on a plane coming back from Puerto Rico. But I did and I said, you know what? I'm going to try it on my own. I'm going to look at the water. I should be able to measure it fine. I should, I'm going to look at the oil, make sure I have enough. So, and I think I did good. Yeah, because every time, every time you cook... <laughs> You always get to that point where your mom will be on FaceTime and your mom will be like, si, si, echale un poquito más, no le eche tanto. And then you're like, okay, mama, I got it from here, I got to go. Oh, yeah, I always end up FaceTiming her so she can see the amount of water that I have um, and how much oil I have in it. Number five, chicharrones de pollo. What it is, crispy deep fried chicken bites. For everyone who thinks that crispy skin is the best part of the chicken. Chicharrones con pollo are delicious. And that's another really good... Uh, meat to have with mofongo. That's really popular with mofongo. I have a lot of cousins yeah. that always order mofongo con chicharrones de, de pollo. Yeah, no, that's delicious. Although I can't eat too much, too many of those. Like one or two, estoy bien. You know what I mean? But they're so good to dip in some mayo ketchup oh, too. Oh, come on now. Can we go to Puerto Rico? Number six, alcapurrias. Fritters made with green plantains and taro root, then filled with a variety of fillings like pork and seafood. I love me some alcapurrias. Yeah, you know, I, I never got into them. I don't like alcapurrias. I, I do. I love saying them, right? Like alcapurria. But uh, me gusta. A mí me gusta la fritura. A mí me gusta todo lo que es malo para uno. Everything that que te engorda, a mí me gusta. So, I love alcapurria. Bring them on. Well, you can have mine. Number seven, pastelón. <laughs> now you're in my territory. What it is, plantains layered with ground beef, kind of like a lasagna. It is. It's a Puerto Rican lasagna. But with plantains instead of pasta sheets. Oh, now let me tell you something. My abuelita Nati would make the best pastelón. This pastelón was plantains, ground beef, plant. It's like three floors. And it was so yummy, so scrumptious. You would eat it by itself. You don't need rice. You don't need no side dish. Mira, not even mayo ketchup. You heard it here first. You don't even need mayo ketchup with it. See, I didn't even know what pastelón was until... I don't know, five, six years ago when my friend first mentioned it to me. I feel like I was deprived as a child of pastelón yes. because nobody in my family made it or talked about it shame. that I can remember. Yeah, shame on your parents. I know. Okay. Yeah. Number eight, sancocho. I love that word. See, that's like alcapurria, sancocho. What it is, a comforting beef soup made with a variety of veggies, usually corn, yuca, and plantains. El sancocho prieto. I am not a fan of Sancocho. Sancocho is nasty, by the way. Mm, yeah, no, I always pass if they're making that. Because it's got some weird meats in there, right? It's almost like raw, uh, boiled, uh, like, like stuff and like legs of pigs. Okay, and... stop. Yeah, stop. It's just nasty. You know what I mean? I like kind of get mad at my mom when I hear her say, Ay, nena, lo que hay es Sancocho. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Why would you make that? You know I don't like that. Sancocho sounds like leftovers all like put together in a stew. Right? It's just like, no. I'd rather have crackers and water. The only way I like Sancocho is in the merengue. Number nine, coquito. What it is, a popular rum and coconut drink. 
It's our version of the eggnog. And Christmas season is coming up, so you know there's going to be a lot of coquito being made. So I'm going to you know, make sure to buy my bottles of coquito. Mi gente, drink coquito, okay? It's like drinking eggnog, but it's more festive. It's like drinking eggnog, but it's a party. So all my white friends that have tasted coquito are like addicted to it. They're like, how how did I not know about this sooner? How am I not Puerto Rican? That's what exactly. Like, yeah. It's like so much better than eggnog. Eggnog, what? No, coquito all the time. Eggnog is for the kids. Coquito is for the adults. Exactly. Number 10, pollo guisao. What it is, a hearty braised chicken stew. The chicken is so tender, it practically falls off the bone. Pollo guisao is, mira, that's easy. That's, that's a staple. Okay, when in doubt, Order pollo guisao. You know, I have to learn how to make that. I have not yet mastered that, so maybe one day I'll learn how to make that for you. Number 11, serenata de bacalao. A flavorful salad made with cod and a variety of other ingredients like eggs and tomatoes. Let me see a picture. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm not eating that. No, no, I like bacalao, but funny enough, I like bacalao with rice because we would eat a lot of bacalao uh, during Lent on yes. Fridays because on Fridays you can't eat chicken, so we would have bacalao. Bacalao with rice and ketchup. Come on now, Boricua. So, mommy makes bacalao. When she makes it in salsa roja or salsa criolla, tastes really good. And then there's other times where she just makes it with, like, onions and oil. And that's delicious, too. But I can only do, like, a small amount. I can't take a big amount of bacalao. Especially with, like, espinilla. Yeah, no, 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 And then you get stuck in your throat. Yeah. And then you choke and then you die. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, like... It's a food that everybody was like, as a kid, you're, everybody's terrified about you eating it because they're afraid you're going to choke on a pinilla. Number 12, pernil. What it is. Marinated and slow roasted pork shoulder. Crispy skin, tender meat. Listen, pernil, you're done. Arroz con andule with some pernil, you're done. I really just want to go to Puerto Rico and have some pernil. We can go back to Guavate, have some pernil. All I would ask is, <laughs> when you order pernil, I just don't want to see where it comes from. Because there are restaurants in Puerto Rico that will have the actual pig on display and then they'll cut from the penil. You understand? Like, I don't want to see that. I just do that in the back and then just bring it out on a plate. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to have Papi make some penil this weekend when we go to Chicago. Number 13, piononos. Now, this is all me. A tender plantain rolled up and filled with beef. Un pionono, it is the most perfect appetizer you can ask for. As you can tell, a lot of these dishes include plantain. Yeah. So please like plantain <laughs> or you're not going to like eating in Puerto Rico. I remember one of the times we went, we were like searching all the kiosco for piononos and we couldn't find any. No, it's, it's a delicacy. Okay. You know where you find piononos? Where? In houses worth $245 million. <laughs> Number 14, pasteles. What it is. Kind of like a tamale, but made with plantain, and there it is again, and taro instead of masa, then wrapped in a banana leaf instead of corn husk. I love pasteles. Like, I, I can't have a December where I don't have pasteles. So the question is, pasteles with ketchup or without ketchup? Depends on what mood I'm in, to be completely honest with you. So if I'm having pasteles with white rice, um, there's a possibility that I will not put ketchup on it. Why not? I don't know, because I feel like it's enough with just the rice. I feel like if it's white rice, you need that extra condiment. Well, see, si el pastel está bien seco. If it's like a one that's really... <laughs> so basically, <laughs> si no está bien hecho... Then I'm going to put some ketchup on ah, it. Ah, so in your case, you're putting ketchup to rescue the pastel. Maybe. And then if I'm eating just pasteles plain, I'm going to put ketchup on it. So, because it's just plain and it's nothing else. I need it. I need something with it. Yeah, I'm always going to put ketchup on it. Ketchup just uh, sweetens 
the kind of uh, salty pastel taste. You know, I just got used to it. If I don't put ketchup on it, I ain't eating it. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm rare in that I could eat them either way. Doesn't plus, matter. Plus, it's a Christmas staple, isn't it? You right. eat it for Christmas. And Christmas is, you know, green and what? Red. And ketchup is what? Red. Thank you. And that was it, podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Emeline Ramos. Miente, for more information on my shows, you can go to elliecastro.com and you can follow me on social media under Ellie Castro Comedy. Remember, mi gente, life is so much better when you're laughing. Hasta la próxima. I need someone to bring me pasteles. Bye. <laughs>